Welcome to the Reality of Herbal Therapy podcast. Today we've got Dr. James and his son Scott, and we're going to be talking about the fad protein diets. So we'll turn it over to them. Well, protein. I mean, first off, I think the concept of how we utilize food is really misunderstood. Oh, yeah. Um, Because food is not used necessarily as the food that it is. Protein isn't utilized just as protein. It doesn't take protein and just go into your body as a hunk of protein and then populate on your muscle somewhere as protein. It, our body breaks it down to its base elements. It breaks it down to amino acids and the minerals that are in there, the vitamins. It separates all of those out. And then once they're separated, it sends it to the liver and the liver stores a lot of those nutrients and then reorders proteins with taking the amino acid store that it has it takes from the amino acids and puts them together and, and creates a protein. We get the same... When we need protein. Exactly. And we, we get um, amino acids from our rice, grain, beans, vegetables, all sorts of things. And those, even though they may not be a complete um, amino acid complex, they're still broken down to those amino acids and they're at the liver to store. And as long as you get a variety of food, you're going to get all those amino acids that eventually end up in the liver to be stored. And they're all there to be utilized and put together back as proteins as we need them. You know, there's a you, there's a, a cycle that high-protein diets go in. You know, it's it's all the rage, high-protein diets. And then, then, then you don't see anything about it. And then it happens again. It just, it's like, it's like fat ties, you know. Uh, it used to be everybody had a fat tie. Well, wait a minute, wait a few years, and it'll be fat tie season again. That's the same same way with diet. Problem is, is that Americans are very, very uneducated when it comes to diet. So they grab something that's going to drop, help them drop weight. When in reality, dropping weight, weight is the result of a toxic body. Uh, fat stores are the result of the body trying to protect us from something. Um, and if we don't understand that basic principle, we've got some real issues. And just the the eating of just meat or of proteins, it requires a lot uh, from our body to break down a protein. It's actually one of the few foods that requires a lot from our body. It requires actually a lot of minerals from our body to even break down a protein to for it to be utilized. In the stomach, it's very, very acidic when it's broken down to separate it because it takes a lot of acidity to pull it apart into those individual amino acids. And then when it goes into the intestines to be absorbed and utilized a little bit further or broken down a little bit further, it has to become alkaline. It's pH has to go way up, so it pulls a lot of minerals in that process. Now, when people eat proteins... Um, uh, Well, when people eat, a lot of times they blame um, a lot of their health issues or a lot of their weight gain on starches. Now, starches... The the problem with the American people blaming starch is there's another category. Starch is good, wholesome food. Carbohydrate is worthless, processed food and, and damages the body. Yeah, and there's... Um, like Dr. James was saying, the carbohydrates are all those grains or nuts and seeds. 
um, that are processed to the point that they're unrecognizable from what they originally were. You get a whole grain um, wheat kernel that's processed down to a white flour that doesn't even resemble it, and it reacts completely different in our body. But not only that, whenever um, you combine starch with protein, even if it's a good starch, sometimes you can feel like you have health problems that can occur. A lot of people say uh, wheat belly and other things like that. But how often does an individual eat starch or a carbohydrate without a protein? Never. And we blame it always on the starch, even though it's the combination of the two. Uh, starch requires a really alkaline environment in the mouth. And then it, when it moves through the stomach, there's not much digestion that happens in the stomach for a starch. But it needs to stay as alkaline as possible as it moves through not to um, inactivate the digestion that has already happened. And then once it gets into the colon, it needs to be alkaline in the rest of the digestive process. But when you eat a starch and then you also eat a protein with it, the protein goes into the stomach and encourages the stomach pumps to pump out acid and it makes a very acid environment and then starch comes down very alkaline and those just don't combine. It creates a volatile environment where there's um, bloating and there's sorts of indigestion, there's um, acid reflux, there's all sorts of things. But then neither of those things are broken down properly because there's so much alkalinity that's counteracting the acid that's being pumped in for the protein and then that mass moves into the colon where it didn't. the process that was supposed to happen in the stomach didn't happen properly. And now it's in the colon where it doesn't... Ha- it's still... Some of the breaking down happens, but not to the same extent that it was supposed to happen in the stomach. And that environment wasn't created, so it ends up in the colon not completely broken down. And then it'll go clear through the digestive tract, not completely broken down, and it actually ends up putrefying and causing all sorts of other problems because our body wasn't able to break it down to the point that our body could actually absorb the nutrients out of it to utilize it. One of the podcasts <clears throat> that we've already done that will help you understand is a podcast on food combining because it will help you understand what environment each category of food requires. Now, a protein is a famine food. If you're starving, you have no other food to eat, uh, there's no vegetables, there's no fruits, there's nothing else to eat. Eat meat, it'll keep you alive. But it's designed it's designed to do that very thing. Now, when you eat a lot of meat, you take, you take storage that the body has and you utilize it um, to shut off the high acid uh, reaction. Um, you begin to demineralize. You can see demineralization in people by dry blood analysis that have a real high uh, meat intake. Uh, I have one patient that, I don't know, I think he, he was challenging me for many years. He'd come in, he'd have dry blood done, and he'd be quiet, and he'd want to find out whether I'd say, you're eating too much meat, because for several years, he was on a real high protein diet. And he he did, he kind of abused himself with a high protein diet. So he's real hypersensitive. When he gets off the wagon and starts eating a lot of meat and stuff like that, he demineralizes. You can tell it in the blood. He just demineralizes. And sometimes he would come in just to test me to see if, 
I could see whether he'd fallen off the wagon eating lots of meat. And without a question, you could tell. Now, our bones store most of the minerals in our in our body. And a lot of times people think bones are, you know, once bones are hard and crunchy, they, you know, they, they don't do anything. They are a storage unit for minerals. They're constantly being replaced. They're constantly being... Uh, consumed. In fact, we have cells in our body that are designed to take calcium out of the, or minerals out of the bones. Why? Because we need to have them for metabolic processes. And we need to have a constant intake of that stuff. Now, when you have a high-protein diet, you just have protein. You're missing the, a, a tremendous amount of nutrients from the vegetables and grains. The staff of life is grain. I know there's been a lot of bad press on, uh, you know, wheat belly and uh, and, gluten and gluten intolerance. I really truly believe most people that are gluten intolerant are, are not gluten intolerant. They're, they're refined food intolerant. I know there's a lot of issues that come um, from mostly eating protein as well. Along that aspect, you're saying that it pulls out a lot of minerals and those minerals are stored, stored in our bones. By pulling out our minerals, our minerals are what um, keep our body alkaline. They're what restore our electrolytes. Um, electrolytes are responsible for um, a lot of the movement of our muscles and the, either the cramping or not cramping of our muscles. And when you eat a high-protein diet and depleting a lot of those, uh, there's a lot of issues that start to crop up for an extent of uh, someone that's done it for an extended period of time. I actually knew an individual that... Um, he was doing the diet for blood type, and he had a, the blood type that required that he ate a lot of meat, and he'd eat a lot of meat, a lot of proteins, and um, then he'd come in and ask me how to take care of gout. Good um, eat meat. <laughs> yeah, and he'd have to reduce that because of the, the acidity that's caused. Um, that acidity contributes to um, arthritis, it contributes to fibromyalgia, it contributes to um, a host of other issues, and just general achiness in your muscles or um, having a hard time sleeping because you're tossing and turning and you can't find a comfortable position, a lot of that has to do with um, lack of minerals. And we're not proposing total vegetarianism. No. You eat meat occasionally, there's nothing wrong with that, but a constant diet of that puts stress on the body. I think what's really important is to have a variety of different things to eat. There's nothing wrong with eating the meat. You need to eat grains, you need to eat vegetables, you need to eat fruits, you need to eat... <laughs> You need to eat a variety of things, and I think that with anything, even in life, um, when we just focus too much on one specific thing, um, if we're on, yeah, if we're focusing on just protein, we're missing the mark. Protein is not the end-all, have-all um, nutrient of everything. Um, it is one of the important things. I mean, protein is in everything there is. The amino acids are essential for doing so many different things in our bodies, but we can't just, we're too narrow-minded. We, we end up being like the horses that have a guard over their eyes so they can only see forward. Um, because And we narrow our view so much. Yeah, I've may, never been called a horse. I've been called a pig, but I've never been called a horse. <laughs> we may um, get some success in losing weight, but oftentimes we gain it right back because most people enjoy grain. Well, then, and they enjoy um, some of the vegetables, and they enjoy some of the things, but... They uh, practice staunch um, 
meat eating or protein to deprive themselves of those other things. And because we've, they've deprived themselves so much, generally they'll go back and uh, binge on ketchup, ketchup or on um, different um, starches or other things that they had deprived themselves on. But developing a good, healthy diet that you use these things in moderation, yeah, eat a high-protein meal in a sense. Eat just your meat and vegetables. But then um, and another meal that day or whatever, or eat grains and, and vegetables. Just don't eat the meat and the protein together, and you'll find much more success. Well, you can, you, it is true. If you have a high-protein diet, you'll drop weight. However... There's a justification of getting your diet back toward ought to be. Just staying on a high-protein diet is, is just not a good idea. If you used a high-protein diet to drop weight and then went back to eating vegetables and grains and different things like that sensibly, then you're okay. But the human body doesn't, uh, the, I should say the personality of humanity, doesn't do that. Well, if, if a high-protein diet made me drop weight, then I'll just do that all the time. And then I won't have to worry about it. And then I've watched other people that they use a high-protein diet and they're really proud of themselves because they, they lost a lot of weight and got down to their goal. And then um, they go back to whatever you're usually eating. And next year, they're heavier than what they were the year before. And it just continues that way and they get heavier and heavier and heavier, even though they use the high-protein diet and they, they get some success with going down. But they're, they feel so deprived that they end up... I think maybe what we're going to have to do is talk a little bit about the human body. Um, our body, our body has many, many excretory systems, cleaning, housekeeping systems. If those housekeeping systems are not functioning properly, we gain weight. The reason we gain weight is because if our bowels are not functioning. Colon doesn't function properly. We tank up. Our colon quits working. And a high-protein diet encourages the colon to tank up. It, it, it has no fiber. It has n nothing to move that stuff through. The a defense mechanism of, of our body is that if there's toxins floating through the bloodstream in our body, and the defense mechanism our body has is to store that toxin in fat so that it's not floating around in the bloodstream. It's a good thing. But you you assay all the fat stores, or you, you take fat off of a body and you assay it, and you find out all of them are acidic because we store toxins in our tissues. Now, if we had the skin working properly, the lungs working properly, the liver working properly, um, name another excretory, the bowels working properly, um, so you say the liver, the I've got the kidneys. liver. Oh, uh, Mr. Kidneys. Thank you. Uh, so if all those excretory systems are working properly, the body is not storing toxins. Mm -hmm. It's not storing fat. So if you can get all of those systems working properly and they get a decent diet, not a diet, a decent lifestyle of eating, then you're going to drop weight. You're going to thin up. You're going to your bowels are going to feel better, function better. You're going to quit carrying around a belly. Uh, that wheat belly is, I believe, is just people the bowels not functioning properly. Now, and you need wheat in order for the or roughage in order for the belly to work right. Yep. And um, our brain, 
a lot of people don't realize our brain, the only sugar that makes it past the blood-brain barrier is glucose. Our brain is powered by sugar. It has to have sugar. Um, Where does most of that sugar come from? It comes from our starches that we eat and things like that. And then when an individual eats um, just a high-protein diet, um, one of the reasons and, fat, why, and fat free uh, and fat free. One of the reasons I believe that we they start to lose so much weight is because their body has come to the point that um, they have no sugar for their brain to run on. They have no sugar, so their body is becomes it becomes necessary that their body breaks down fat to get the nutrients to get the things that they are not getting because if, the if there's not sugar in the bloodstream. Fat is introduced in, or ketone is exactly so. It has to introduce that back in. So, and that's it. It it works and it does it. But the thing is that you're you're causing your body to have to cannibalize it and introduce more toxins into the system when the system is already having issues processing. That's why you have fat in the first place. Yeah, you got those fat stores full of toxins, and you start dropping weight, and then the body starts cannibalizing the fat to keep the brain on. So then you increase the toxin load. Yeah. Uh, one of the best skinny oils there is is coconut oil. Coconut oil is awesome. We ought to be using that for cooking. We ought to be using it for popcorn. We ought to use it for any excuse we can use oil for. Coconut oil helps burn up other fats and oils. So this uh, fat-free diet is kind of a scary thing. Our brains, 87 percent grease. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so feed your Feed your brain, eat some coconut oil. And a lot of times, um, I think our world is so much about <laughs> get something for another and get it right now. Instant gratification. Um, with diet and with losing weight, it's smart to not lose weight too fast. Otherwise, you get a little angly dangly of skin. A tongue. Tongue yeah, on you your belly. Your tongue on your belly. What movie was that? Um, you get... Uh, flaps and stuff like that, but being able to lose weight um, at a slow but good rate allows your body, your skin to actually firm up as you're going down and actually reduce along with everything else because it's been stretched out to hold all that extra fat. And your skin will do that. And you know, some people will lose the weight and then they'll deal with that tongue for a while until it eventually skinnies up, but it it can take a while. Uh, the, The thing that I always try to push is do something that you can do consistently. Make small changes that you can consistently do and create a lifestyle for yourself instead of a diet um, and then... You drop weight and then you go back to eat normal. Diet and splurge, diet and splurge <laughs> um, sort of thing. Because that's what really um, sets people aside, from, sets people apart that actually lose weight and continue to have that weight off are those individuals that create a lifestyle out of what they're doing versus a diet. Have you noticed that Krispy Chris, Kreme companies are, uh, exist around gyms? <laughs> Everybody goes, I went to the gym, I worked out, man, I deserve, I, 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 could, I could have me a Krispy Kreme and, or a dozen of Krispy Kreme or whatever because it's, they sacrifice. It's, don't sacrifice. Find a good diet that feeds and nourishes your body, and then make sure your excretory system with a full body cleanse uh, is functioning properly, and your body will function properly. And, I think, and you'll drop that weight. I think those people that really lose weight are those people that um, make it 
a passion of theirs or a real desire to do that. Some people, it's a fleeting fancy in a sense to lose weight. It's like um, they get to a point that they're like, oh, well, I'm really heavy. I really should lose some weight. Or their doctor tells them, oh, you need to lose some weight. Um, and then they go and they do a diet and then they've lost some weight and they feel good about themselves and they go back to whatever they're doing. Uh, I think it's a lot of the same as um, someone that smokes or is addicted to cigarettes. I worked with a lot of people that were addicted to cigarettes and I wasn't, I didn't help a single person that, or I couldn't help a single person that didn't want to stop smoking. Sincerely. Some people will say they would, but unless they really wanted to stop smoking, there's nothing you can do for them. And unless somebody sincerely really wants to lose weight and it is their number one goal, it's impossible. I know there's no magic pill to lazily lose weight. And there may be some lazy ways and to lose weight. And that's what the world's been looking for. Yeah, there's no lazy ways to lose weight. Um, I'm not saying you have to go out and torture yourself exercising, because actually exercise has necessary, it doesn't really have anything to lose with weight. It has to do with toning and helping you feel better about yourself. And, and, and sometimes and those benefits are so, so good. But um, one of the detriments of exercising, exercise is good, but there is a detriment when it comes to losing weight, in a sense, because it encourages, it produces um, hormones that make you want to eat. It encourages you to be hungry and to eat more. Um, so eating more along with exercising, you end up uh, going and drinking a Coke or eating something, and you end up destroying all of your calories that you just burned off. You can't burn enough calories generally to compensate for the way you're going to reward yourself. Man, you just freaked me out. You just made me so discouraged <laughs> with that information. The more exercise, the more hungry you get. Well, that's true. So let's give you some things to work with so that it won't be discouraging. Vegetables are are free food. They don't have enough calories to even fiddle with. They don't even have enough calories to calculate. So vegetables, if, if you want to decrease your, your intake and keep your nutrient content up, then vegetables soup that you make yourself is a good thing to do. Because if you're hungry and you, you eat a, a vegetable and you tank up on that vegetable, broccoli, cauliflower, whatever, and you fill your stomach, it's gratifying because it's like, oh, wow, I'm not hungry anymore. But there's no, all the, there's vitamins and minerals, a tremendous amount of good vitamins and minerals. But there's not any actual calories to really deal with. So vegetables are free food. That's why mom and dad have always told you, eat your vegetables, eat your, eat your vegetables. You know, and people that don't like vegetables have a perverted taste bud. Or they're eating canned vegetables and they don't, they don't know what vegetables are supposed to taste like. So vegetables are free food. When you increase vegetables in your diet and you have a tendency to have more nutrients, more energy, and you have less calories to burn. One of the biggest things that makes a difference with as well is that it helps the cleansing organs to function a little bit better. It's all about your cleansing organs. If you aren't fun if they aren't functioning properly, if they aren't getting rid of the extra toxins and you aren't digesting your food properly, it it really doesn't matter much of what you're doing if you are don't have the ability to get rid of toxins and digest food properly. And vegetables, vegetables, vegetables have fiber, fiber, fiber. And then one thing I was mentioning with um, those people that smoke or whatever, um, comparing it to that is 
if you don't change what you're doing or what you've done to get to where you are, you're going to end up being exactly where you are and continue to gain weight and gain weight and gain weight. You can't make a change without actually making a change in your diet and making a change in what you're currently doing. If you hold on to all so of your diet habits, if you hold on to all of your um, couch potato habits or anything like that and expect to lose weight, it's not going to happen. You have to make a change. Just like an individual that wants to stop smoking, they have to stop hanging out with their friends that smoke and they have to make some changes, some serious changes in their lives to be able to move away from that. And the only way that ever happens is when somebody wants to lose weight. Statistics will never um, encourage a person to stop smoking. And those will never encourage a person to stop eating or anything like that. And it's not that people just necessarily overeat. There's a lot of individuals we work with that don't eat enough. Most most heavy people don't eat enough. Mm -hmm. They don't. Uh, Because the, the world has gotten to work. They're always looking at, they feel like the world's looking at what they're eating. You know, always eating. Yeah, you're always eating. Well, most people aren't eating enough food um, that are heavy. I think the biggest thing you have to do is decide really what you want to do and then make changes to do it and live your life to to be healthy. And it being about being healthy, not just about losing weight. Live your life to be healthy. Do everything that you possibly can. I know occasionally you're going to fall off the bandwagon or you like cereal and you're going to do cereal for a little bit or something like that. You know, don't beat yourself up about it and move on. Just live your life to be healthy. It's about vitamins and minerals. And those foods that are devoid of vitamins and minerals, you need to avoid it. So anything that's white, pretty much white flour, pasta, uh, those type of things that have been processed by some company to be in some certain shape and you throw it in the microwave and nuke it and then pull it out and eat it, it's not going to benefit your body. You need nutrient-dense foods, and those start with vegetables and whole grains. Whole grains. There's also some podcasts about whole grains. Uh, The world is down on grain, but I tell you what, it is, it is what our body was designed to eat. Um, turn your brain on have some grain. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of chewed on this a little bit, so we're going to quit here real quick. Any last comments? I think that our world right now is cavemen. I think we're more cavemen than the cavemen were. I think cavemen spent more time outside. Um, well, they sure got more vitamin D than we get. Yeah, get more vitamin D, but... When I um, said about exercise, how it encourages an appetite, uh, going out and like really working out hard, but people need exercise. We sit at a, a table and <laughs> look at a computer and we do those sorts of things. You need to get out and walk. You need to get out and do things, get on a treadmill or something. Do things to get yourself active, but realize just pushing yourself really hard to exercise isn't necessarily the end all for losing weight. It's not necessarily going to help you lose weight. But it's going to help you build muscle, and muscle burns fat, so it helps you to be healthy, and also it helps your frame of mind and um, your mental capacity. Uh, and I think that I was in better shape when my wife was having our, all our babies, because I'd park way out in the parking lot to let her walk. Mm-hmm. Well, now that now that we're not having babies anymore, and I'm not. 
you know, pushing her and encouraging her to try to walk a little bit more, then we're not doing as well. So consider that. You know, who? why fight for the front parking lot? Park way the heck in the out in the back. Now, if you're in a parking lot that is huge, you know, the park, the, the store is going to be huge too. Yeah. So, so look forward to that. Encourage that. Don't don't limit it thinking, oh, I'm going to get in here and get out. Take time to, 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 to use that opportunity to exercise. Yeah, don't be sedentary. You need to move around and do a little bit more than what you usually do and continue to give yourself a little more activity. And then, of course, to augment all this, the vitamin formulas that we have, the mineral formulas we have, will also help that process. Um, the B's and C's complex is just phenomenal. Um, anemia a lot of times will help um, sedentary people with their nutrient. Well, I guess we're going to have to shut up. All the stinking phones are going off. Okay, been good. Bye.